This is the message from Connection Community Church for Sunday, May 17th, 2015. Jesus questions, do you want to get well? Well, good morning, Connection Church. So later today, we're going to look at a man who was really crippled, unlike Eddie Murphy in this scene. Very funny. So my name is Lori Brown. I'm the pastor of spiritual formation here at Connection and a sinner who's been saved by God's grace. Would you pray with me, please? Gracious God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, creator of heaven and earth, we invite you, continue to invite you into this space, Lord. Right now, we just pray that you would open the doors of our hearts, our ears, our eyes, everything so that we can get the message that you have individually for each of us today, that we can hear your voice, Lord, that we can be made well. Lord, we give this time to you in Jesus' name. Amen. So today we continue our series on Jesus' questions. These are questions Jesus asked other people that we believe are worth considering and answering for ourselves. Today's question is, do you want to get well? It's a pretty straightforward question. However, as we look at this question today, it's one that when we respond, yes, I want to be made well, it requires change and action in our lives. It requires stepping out from the known, things like our infirmity or our sickness, and into the unknown, healing and new life. So we find this particular story found in the book of John, chapter 5. The story reads, Sometime later, Jesus went up to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish festivals. Now there is in Jerusalem, near the Sheep Gate, a pool, which in Aramaic is called Bethesda, and which is surrounded by five covered colonnades. Here, a great number of disabled people used to lie, the blind, the lame, the paralyzed. One who was there had been an invalid for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and learned that he had been in this condition for a long time, he asked him, do you want to get well? Sir, the invalid replied, I have no one to help me into the pool when the water is stirred. While I'm trying to get in, someone else goes down ahead of me. Say these last lines with me. Then Jesus said to him, Get up, pick up your mat, and walk. At once the man was cured. He picked up his mat and walked. So this healing account takes place during one of the Jewish festivals. Festivals were meant to be a time of celebration, of remembrance, renewal, and blessing for God's people. This healing occurs near the Sheep Gate, which was located at the northern end of Jerusalem. 
This was the gate where the animals were brought into the temple to be sacrificed. Near the gate was the pool of Bethesda, which in Hebrew is translated to mean house of mercy. It was believed that the pool had healing powers. The belief was that at various times an angel of the Lord would come and stir the water. And after the water was stirred, the first person into the pool was supposed to be healed of whatever disease or infirmity they had. So one man who had been there was an invalid, and he had been in this condition for 38 years. That's longer than the average life expectancy of that time. So why did Jesus choose him over everyone else? Maybe Jesus chose this man because he's been in his condition the longest. Healing stories generally included the number of years a person had been sick to emphasize the greatness of the healer. We're not exactly sure what his condition is, but we do know he had a serious mobility problem, most likely some type of paralysis that prevented him from walking as he needed help getting into the pool. Maybe Jesus chose him to encourage others and us that being made well is possible even when you have been sick for a very long time. Jesus approaches the invalid and asks him, Do you want to get well? This question actually breaks my heart sometimes. It does so because I know that not everyone wants to get well, and that breaks my heart. Why would someone prefer not to get well? Maybe they've just been let down too many times, or they've completely given up all hope of healing. Perhaps they feel like they don't deserve healing. Or maybe they have a false belief that holding on to the pain is actually easier than letting it go. Maybe they just like being sick. It's the norm for them. They've become comfortable in their infirmity. It has served them in some way. Perhaps by giving them attention that has been sought from, that they seek from others. Maybe it provides an excuse to do or not do certain things, including having little to no responsibility and low expectations from others. So Jesus knows not everyone wants to be made well or is not ready to be made well. Jesus never forces himself on anyone, never. He simply asks, do you want to get well? So as pastors here at Connection, we've also discovered that not everyone wants to get well, both Christians and non-Christians alike. 
Getting well means making some type of change, and not everyone is ready for that change. What's interesting is most of the changes that we need to make are actually in our minds and not necessarily in our bodies. Getting well means being willing to let go of negative and destructive thought patterns about our condition more than anything else. So for instance, a couple weeks ago, uh, Carrie Allen, Rachel Brandenburg, and myself, we went to a presentation for a new ministry that we're excited about and considering at Connection called Open Table. It's about transforming one life at a time, helping a person move out of a life of poverty and being restored to an active member and part of the community. It's about real life change and transformation that walks alongside another person as they begin to live out their full potential and break free from the circumstances and negative mindsets that have put them into and are keeping them in poverty. It's a referral-based system that carefully screens for people who want to get well. The screening process helps identify candidates who are ready for change and those who really are not. For this particular man in the story, his infirmity, being an invalid, became his identity over time. His infirmity became his livelihood. His infirmity works for him. It has helped him survive for 38 years. He lies on his mat and people help him by giving him just enough to survive on. He's alone. We're not sure why. Maybe he's lived out his family. Maybe his family has given up on him. Maybe they've tried unsuccessfully to help him time and time again. Maybe he didn't want their help. Have you ever tried to help someone who really doesn't want help? It doesn't work. What we do know about this man is he has become skilled. He has become skilled at surviving day after day. He knows how to do that. He's been doing it for 38 years. So the invalid, he's there by the pool that day. Maybe he secretly hoped that the stories about the healing powers of the waters in the pool were true. Maybe he fantasized and wished that this pool could be his chance of healing. His problem, though, in his own eyes, was that he was alone. He needed help getting into the water. So instead of answering Jesus' question directly, the man gives him an excuse. He tells Jesus, every time I try to get in the water, someone goes down ahead of me. Well, I can relate to this man, this invalid, because of his hopeful and his wishful spirit. In my early teens, I just knew and believed in my heart that there was something wrong with me. 
I couldn't place my finger on it. I wished and I hoped that one day I would be okay. In fact, I hoped and wished this so much that on my 16th birthday, that's what I wished for when I blew out the candles. My wish that year was to be okay. As the years progressed, things in my life really did not change. In fact, they actually got worse. I tried to fill that God-shaped hole in my soul with all the wrong things. I became addicted to various substances. By using and abusing food, relationships, smoking, drinking, drugs, none of which took away the feeling that something was wrong with me. Those things just don't work. They don't work. Each year on my birthday, I continue to make that same secret wish year after year. It's actually kind of sad when you think about it. I wanted so badly to be okay in my own skin. I wanted to get well. I just didn't know how or who could help me. How many here today feel like there's something still missing in your lives? Like there's some kind of void that's not being filled or being satisfied by other things. So let's fast forward a few more years of my life. Things are now pretty messed up at this point. My self-esteem is critically low to non-existent. I've become isolated from family and friends. I've, I did that myself, isolated myself. My situation and my life have become more and more hopeless, and through various circumstances and painful events, I became stuck. I became paralyzed by fear. Similar to the invalid in this story, I discovered how to survive day after day, year after year. Have you ever felt like you're just surviving day after day and year after year? Now, I don't know how, but my family found out that things were pretty bad in my life. My dad and my stepmom invited me and my two kids to come live with them until I could get back on my feet financially. We stayed for about a year and a half. Fortunately, they still had two bedrooms available. I stayed in my own old room when I was 20, and my sisters stayed in or my kids stayed in my sister's old room. So what does all this have to do with God? The story of an invalid waiting for healing by a pool and Jesus' question, do you want to get well? Do you want to get well? Well, in John chapter 1, Verse 14, we read, The Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father. Say the last few words with me, full of grace and truth. Grace and truth entered the world through the person of Jesus Christ who dwelled among the people. 
grace and truth walked into the north side of Jerusalem near the entrance of the Sheep Gate, where the animals were led to be sacrificed for the atonement of sins. Grace and truth walked down to the pool of Bethesda where the invalid man was lying on the ground. Grace and truth asked the invalid, do you want to get well? Now it's interesting to note here, the invalid did not have faith. He did not know Jesus or understand who Jesus was. And neither did I when I first met him. In Revelation 3.20, we are told that Jesus stands at the door and knocks. And the thing I love about Jesus is that he knocks on the door of our hearts, asking us questions like, do you want to get well? He keeps knocking while we are yet sinners, even before we know who he is. Jesus, full of grace and truth, saw him there and found out he had been in his condition for a long time. Jesus spoke to him and asked him, do you want to get well? Part of him did. The man, however, he did not recognize and know the one who stood before him would be and was the truth and source of all healing. The invalid believed the lie of the pool was his only source of healing. He was about to have his world turned upside down. Jesus said to him, get up, pick up your mat and walk. At once the man was cured. He picked up his mat and he walked. For me, just prior to my life turning around, I can relate to the invalid. It was like I was there, lying on the ground, not able to get up. I was paralyzed by fear and had taken on a victim identity. Every time I attempted to make a change and leave the destructive environment I was in, doubt and fear fear entered my mind and told me I couldn't do it. I had no idea my life was about to be turned upside down. You see, grace and truth came into my neighborhood and walked down my street. Grace and truth walked to the place where I was lying. Grace and truth asked me, do you want to get well, grace and truth said to me, get up, pick up your things, and go. It was literally like a switch just flipped inside me, kind of like how the invalid just got up and walked. I knew it's what I needed to do, and I was given the strength to do it. I got up, I called a coworker and I went. A week later, I moved back with my parents, which I'm eternally grateful for, and I have never looked back. 
Now, shortly after this happened, I was driving down I-95 on my way to work, and I really don't have words to describe what happened to me that day, but I remember feeling like there was this really powerful force literally pushing me from behind, giving me strength that I needed to face the many challenges that were in front of me. I felt like I had been picked up and was being propelled into a new realm of life. At that time, I didn't realize exactly how much that was true. I now know that this was God's provenient grace wooing me, drawing me, pulling me away from the darkness and closer to the light. Even though I still had a long way to go, because I did, I had a long way to go, I knew in the core of my being, for the first time in my life, I was heading in the right direction. Are you heading in the right direction? Are you heading away from the darkness and closer to the light? So during the years that followed, I received much healing from God. All healing is from God. Say that with me. All healing is from God. Some of it comes quickly and some comes over time. I've had to make a lot of changes. Some of the hardest changes I've had to make were facing my fears and my false beliefs about my identity, what other people said about me. Healing for me is and has been a continuous process. I've experienced healing from addiction, shame, depression, abandonment issues, codependency, past hurts, abuse, and many other things. And the greatest of all healing, the greatest of all healing came the day when I opened the door of my heart and I invited Jesus to be my Lord and Savior. That's when I knew beyond a shadow of a doubt, I knew that I was okay. It took me many years to go from a woman who was once paralyzed by fear to the one who stands before you now a transformation that is only possible with Jesus Christ. I'm thankful that Jesus never stops knocking. Recently, Jesus asked me again, do you want to get well? This time he said to me, get off the couch, exercise, and take better care of yourself, Lori. Take better care of yourself. Is Jesus knocking on the door of your heart today? Is he knocking? Can you hear him knocking? Well, guess what? Grace and truth is walking into your neighborhood. 
Grace is truth. Grace and truth is coming down your street. Grace and truth is asking each and every one of you here today, do you want to get well? Take a moment and consider Jesus' question for yourself. Take some time during this last song to kneel on the steps, to sit in your seats, to answer the question and be honest. It's good to know if you're ready or if you're not. Be honest. Take a moment and listen. What is Jesus saying to you? It might be pick up your mat and walk. It might be get some help for that addiction you're struggling with. It might be let go and confess that secret sin. It might be ask for help or forgive that person you refuse to forgive. It might be to let go of bitterness, get healthy or something else. Or maybe it might be invite me in to your heart. Invite Jesus into your heart today so that you can know that you are okay. Whatever it is, when Jesus asks the question, do you want to get well? Answer it. Listen. Wait for what he says next to you and trust that he will give you the strength to carry it out. Now here's the thing, it does not mean it is going to be easy. Oh, how I wish it was going to be easy. Sometimes we're going to feel like we're taking two steps forward and we're going to go back three. Do you want to be well? Answer, listen, follow, don't look back. This is the Good News Connection Church. Let's live it. Let's believe it. Let's pray. Gracious God, we thank you, I thank you, for each and every person you have brought here today, each and every person that you are knocking on the doors of their hearts. Lord, I pray that we would open up enough to say, yes, I want to get well, because we know and believe that you will help us do that. Meet each one of us where we are. Speak to us in that still, soft voice. Let us know and rest assured that we know where our help comes from. It comes from you, the heaven. It comes from you, the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth, Jesus Christ. And we thank you for all the healing we've already received. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us for our podcast. For more information about Connection Community Church in Middletown, Delaware, please visit our website at justshowup.church. You can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692. Connection Community Church. 
connecting people with Jesus in the life.